Unity Water is proud to sponsor this podcast series because we believe great news, great solutions and great outcomes deserve to be shared. See what we're all about at unitywater.com. You're listening to the Australian Water Association's podcast series. I'm Hazel Flynn and I'm here with Tanu Kaur, experienced water engineer from Jacobs, to talk about an interesting project Jacobs did with Taswater. Welcome Tanu. Hi, thanks for having me. Taswater was formed in 2013 from three existing water businesses. Anything that um, involves that kind of background really necessitates quite a lot of capital investment, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And I think just generally in the water industry, there's always going to need to be capital investment to keep assets going and also to upgrade infrastructure for changing or increasing populations. And in this case, you really want to bring something together that has been quite diverse. And in fact, those three corporations, I think, came from something like 29 separate councils. So that's a lot of differences in the way data is collected, the way the program is looked at. It's quite a challenge. Yes, that's exactly it. So the data was in all different forms. They were collecting different data across all the uh, the 29 different councils. And then even the three businesses that were formed after that didn't have too long to to pull things together before they were amalgamated into one Taswater. So was it immediately apparent to Taswater that they needed to undertake a kind of significant project like this? Or were they a little way into the business before it became clear? Uh, I'd say it was a little way into the business before it became clear. When Taswater was first formed, their focus would have been on preparing their price and service plan too, which is the water plan in Victoria. And then some outputs of that or some lessons learned along the way was that they could maybe look at doing capital planning a bit of a different way. And that was something that they could take into account with this recent price and service plan that they were putting together. And so they called upon the expertise of Jacobs? Yes, so they put out a tender to market, um, looking for someone to help them prepare a long-term strategic plan. And as part of that, they wanted to have an optimization model. So we responded to that, and then we were engaged by Taswater to do that work for them. And um, you worked together to develop this 20-year investment model for them. A plan like this has to take into account a lot of factors, stakeholder concerns, stakeholder preferences, operational constraints, What were some of the things that you needed to account for? Yeah, so that's exactly it. There are a lot of factors to go into the capital plan or optimising the capital plan. Um, They'd had some specific feedback from regulators and customers already, so we need to take that into account. And through the process, Taswater went through quite a vigorous stakeholder engagement plan and process, and the outputs of that were fed into the work that we did in preparing the capital plan and informing what kind of scenarios we would look at and the modelling activities that we undertook. So how long did that take? How long did that consultation period run for? Uh, It went for many months, yeah. So it went for many months for Taswater themselves because it was part of what they always would have needed to do for preparing their price and service plan. And luckily they they lined up our project of developing the long-term strategic plan with the price and service plan so that it could feed into both. And then as we were going through our project and developing scenarios and having outputs from our modelling, they were able to show that to the regulators, both the economic and technical, and get feedback from them. And that long-term strategic plan that, that was developed, it enables specific potential projects to be weighed up as part of the overall strategy, doesn't it? How does that work? Yes, so each project and program is basically given a, it's obviously got a cost associated with it, and as part of our modelling work, we assigned what benefits each project and program would achieve. 
And so that was in a quantitative matter, so we could do quite a robust cost of benefit analysis of each project and program. And across the different types of benefits that you can achieve from projects, so it might be benefits related to drinking water quality or related to you know, um, effluent from sewage treatment plants that's going out into the environment and that quality over to asset management, so pipelines that they've got in the ground, we could place different weightings on all those different benefit categories and those weightings were reflective of what the customers wanted to see and where the money wanted, or where customers wanted the money to be spent. And I imagine some of those would be quite hard to quantify, you know, reputational um, effects, those kind of things. How do you incorporate all those into a model? Yeah, so our first um, target was to have all our benefit categories related to Taswater's obligations um, in terms of what they need to be achieving for quality, what they've uh, under legislation need to be achieving. And so that helps to make sure that any money that is spent and any projects that do get up or to get prioritised in this model are related to expenditure that should be spent. So it's um, some, that's something that the Tasmanian and all economic regulators will look for is that you're only spending, on money, spending money on projects that should be done. And as you say, they sought regulator feedback. What kind of uh, feedback did the regulators give them? Yeah, so the feedback was really positive. Um, the regulators were pleased to see these outputs and it was outputs in a way that hadn't been presented before. It was very graphical and, and visual and it showed you know, exactly kind of what areas the money was going to be spent how much in each area over the next 20 years and exactly what benefits were going to be achieved by spending that money. So you've got a happy regulator, happy client, that's good. Yes, <laughs> yep. and happy customers as well because the plan now reflects what it is that they wanted to see. And they um, use the model now, Taswater uses the model now in its decision making. What kind of benefits do you think that's produced? Yeah, I think it's got huge benefits related to it because they can now have a very um, objective way of making decisions about where investment should go and they can play around with different um, scenarios in terms of uh, costs which affect prices obviously and also uh, benefits and what benefits can be achieved and so I think it's good because it allows them to do that in a very objective way and also show the outputs of that to their stakeholders very clearly and it does mean as well that it's um, the model's very adaptive and it's very resilient and it's very repeatable so you can play around with if I change one slight thing here or if a project costs less than we thought, what's the best project to bring forward into the future to fill the gaps. And as terrific as it is now, I imagine that the key to a model like this is continuing to look for improvements and tweaks and taking into account things that developed that one didn't know about mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. So how much uh, of that goes on and how long do you think that needs to happen for, presumably the life of the model? Yeah, definitely. I think the model can always be improved upon. Anything can always constantly be improved upon. So I think things such as, you know, at the moment the model currently prioritises projects based on just capital expenditure um, compared to benefits, whereas it could be based on, you know, the whole life cycle cost of a project. So that could include both capital and operating expenditure of projects. That's definitely an improvement that I think will be in the short term future. And then I think as well, there's just little tweaks that you can always do, such as having interdependencies between projects. But ultimately, the, the model does what it's supposed to, which is making sure that you prioritise the right projects, do those ones first, and get the benefits that you want. Excellent. Well, it sounds like it was a, a terrific result. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming in and talking about it with us. Thank you. That was Tanu Kaur, experienced water engineer from Jacobs. Thanks for listening.